everybody. Yes, it's us. Welcome back to the number one sports podcast to listen to. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald podcast. Double D. <laughs> Barbershop Sports, baby. You listening to the right one right now. And you know we coming at you straight off script, baby. Giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Yeah, go ahead and pull up a chair and let's chop it up. Let's do this. Man, we got so much stuff slated for you. Can't wait to talk about it. You got that national signing day we got to get to. Got some college hoops that's taking popping off. John Morant, he makes his return. I don't think Zion is no longer trying. And then, man, we got some December 25th games in the NBA. Did you have to take and watch, baby? And we're going to tell you what to look for. Hey, D, my man. What's going on? Let's kick it off right here, man. National Signing Day, one of the biggest days in college football, man. You know we're going to have to see what it is. You tell me what's on your mind so we can make it do what it do. You know, it's just a frenzy and all. It's just all for one type of thing going on out there. Um, free for all pretty much. Uh, you got the usual suspects at the top of the recruiting class after the signing day. You got Georgia at one, Alabama at two. Then it just starts. You're seeing the resurgence of some of these programs like Texas comes in at three. Um, Miami uh, comes in at four. Ohio State, Oregon, Auburn, Oklahoma, Florida State, and Notre Dame rounds out that top ten. Got to give out the sum. Shout out to Clemson. We came in at 12. Cool. Um, that's, yeah. And that's great because we did a lot of things, addressed a lot of needs as far as uh, our wide receiver room. Um, we got a lot of depth, good. I, I think we got a lot of good depth players at the in our secondary this year. And then we got the number one linebacker in the country in Sammy Brown who committed. Uh, so we're doing the right things. I still think we can turn this thing around. I still believe in K. Klubnik out there. That's why we didn't go after a quarterback this recruiting cycle. So he is the quarterback. He will be. Four clips. He will be the quarterback. And then even we still got um, Christopher Fazina. He committed last year. Uh, so he's still – he was a four-star coming out. He's still – in the mix too, and then we did sign a, or we got a commitment from a 2025 quarterback, Blake Hubert, um, who's a more, he's a bigger type guy. Who I'm excited to see what he get. That 25, that's a different class, but the 2025 class is already exciting me as well. Well, let me ask you this thing, since we're on that little subject right now. So, what is Dabo Swinney doing different, man? Because you know he was kind of stuck in the Flintstone Stone Age, and there was some things he didn't want to budge on. What's giving you the confidence for Clemson going in the next year? I still think he needs to dive more into the portal, um, just because it's shown to help a lot of teams. I'm not saying we go heavy in it as some of the other teams are, but I think bringing in somebody who's been in this, you know, been playing college football already, even if it's just a year up under their belt, the body's different. They, their, the mindset of how they approach the game is different. They've already been through some workouts. Uh, you know, it's nothing new to them. I think that helps a little bit. Um, go, and that's the only thing I say because we don't have no transfer body, no, nothing. Like, no information about anybody he's talking to in the transfer, nothing. Okay. Um, what right. I can say, though, is we went back to getting bigger athletic receivers. That The the T. Higgins, the Justin Rosses, those type of receivers that we've had when we were successful for those two, three, four years and we was going to the college football championships and things like that. Um, All right. So, with that being said, tell me what pops out. You, you gave us, like, the top ten as far as how it was going. So, you, you, you tell me what's popping out right now and standing out to you. Um, Some of the biggest things is uh, number one quarterback, Dylan Raiola, uh, flipped his commitment from Georgia to Nebraska at the last second. A lot of people thought that was going to happen. He, like, I think I mentioned this on one of the podcasts before. He has family ties. Um, he's a legacy player at, out of Nebraska. Um, I think he has a family member on the recruiting staff out there. Um, Matt Rule got him a quarterback. <laughs> and it, it's a good Finally. Pick, it's a good pickup, man. Um, and that just says a lot about Georgia's recruiting class anyway. To lose a number one quarterback like that and still end with the number one recruiting class is. And they do have a four star too. They got Ryan Puglisi. Puglisi. I'm sorry if I. He's a commit too that they got, and then they were able to flip five star KJ Bolden from Florida State. Um, and that that recruiting class is strictly defense, honestly. They, Georgia's built their house on that, and they're going to stand on it. Um, How you feel about that as far as when it comes to Georgia? 
because uh, <laughs> they got left out of that thing. It's gonna they're gonna be playing a bowl game, you know what I'm saying, in about another week or so. But uh, you know, they was number one pretty much all season long, and uh, they pretty much got forgot about because of what happened right there at the end. So what you what what you think that's gonna do? Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be upset, mm. and they're gonna be upset, and that's a that's the type of team you don't wanna. Give them no motive because, like I said, they're a defensive minded team. And you give a defensive mind team bulletin board material, it, it usually goes in their favor. <laughs> exactly, I got you. But um, in other news, um, Oregon, their their recruiting class was fine too. Um, some good things they flipped Jer- uh, Jeremy McClennan from Ohio State, mm-hmm. four star receiver. They flipped him. Um, they also brought in Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma, um, great quarterback uh, to replace that Bo Nix, but also brought in. Former five-star freshman Dante Moore, who transferred out of UCLA, to he's up there in Oregon now too. Um, that's another thing that's exciting. And then I want to speak about um, Ohio State. Talk to him. I'm listening. Their their formula has been wide receiver. There's it's developed wide receivers. Developed wide receivers. Um, they really haven't had a quarterback um, since Justin Fields. Uh, and they in this draft class, I mean this recruiting class again. They got the number one player in the nation, Jeremiah Smith, five star receiver. They doubled up, got another five star receiver, and Millen Mylon Graham. But then they picked up four star quarterback Aaron Nolan, who is a dual threat, can move, nice arm. Uh, second quarterback in this class, or third quarterback in this class, he's special. And I think he'll be able to do what – and I missed – not since Justin Fields. C.J. Stroud, he was great too. But it's really the last year they're dealing with the um, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, all this situation of not knowing – solidifying that position right. going forward is – because that's all y'all missed this year. Mm-hmm. Y'all played y'all butts off all year until that Michigan game, and y'all just fell up short all putting up the points. Y'all solidify that spot – like we said, y'all wide receiver room, y'all skills position on offense is probably the best in the country. Y'all just solidify that quarterback position. Have a guy who y'all not questioning every week. Are we going to start him? Or you know, have somebody your fan base can believe in. Get a sure, get a get a, a sure rotation going, so you can have some continuity up in there, baby. So I feel like that's a good. That was a great pickup for Ryan Day out in Ohio State. Um, but just it's an exciting thing. Um, Colorado, you know, we keep our eye on them. Always, uh, they, they're, it's a, it's kind of a mixed emotions out there because they nobody put pen to paper. Um, that number one offensive lineman that they had got the commitment from, he didn't sign his letter. Um, and he's still taking visits. He just <laughs> he, he just reopened his recruitment and he's taking visits again. So that's not a good sign. No, and that's kind of interesting. The reason why I say that is because okay, we ain't gonna see no more Colorado this year. Okay, they done already played their last game. Yeah. You still got some bowl games, but they ain't in none of them. So either you is or you ain't. So I wonder how long it's going to be. What you just waiting for something bigger to come along, or, or you? Or I'm just trying to figure because out he, because he had the offers. You talk about the yeah, yeah. yeah he, when, when, it, when it comes to him, you know, going to, not signing his paperwork, he's had he's had offers and all that. Oh, he must have just signed. Now that I'm looking at it, this thing might be wrong. Though. It said he signed this letter of intent, so it must have just happened. But I don't think Dion was gonna let him just just uh, hang out there like old chicken wing yeah. without no sauce. But you know what I mean? With the thing with them, their high school recruiting is not their main focus. They need some people that's done already been in the trenches because you know trench play was their biggest. Yeah, thing. Yeah, especially if you want to take a uh, protection Drew Sanders back there and keep him on his feet and healthy enough so to throw. The only, only thing they did in this um, was go after Jordan Seaton, that mm-hmm. number one offensive lineman. Um, they got Dreon Miller, a receiver, Cameron McHale, athlete. I think he's going to play corner out there. Um, two more defensive linemen and a running back. That's it. Okay, so you know that the biggest problem and everything was the O-line. They didn't have one, okay? You could probably got a couple people from the stands that could have blocked better than what they was doing. Yep. Give them some nachos and something to drink. Okay, but so you saying are you saying coming up this season right here, man, that it's gonna be a situation where the O line will be fixed and we can at nothing less than a bowl game. We ain't talking about BCS, but nothing less than a bowl game. Just go around yeah, they for should, prime time Colorado. They should make a bowl game because, like I said, they're bringing in that 
they'll just go off where they stand. They're bringing in that number one offensive tackle. And they also brought in, I want to say, three guys. All Tyler Johnson's a four-star. Um, Yukiri Walker, three-star. Justin Myers, three-star. Khalil Benson, three-star. And these are all people who've been in college football. So, so like we said in the previous podcast, they want to block. They, they know their job. <laughs> they know what they do. They know what they're there to do. Okay. Um, and that's the thing. He went hard in tricks play. Because, you know, every time we talk about Colorado, that's the only thing that – comes off the screen, it pops off. That trench play is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they went all in in addressing it. Um, they got a weak recruiting class. There's no. All right, so is Travis Hunter staying? Yes. Shallow staying? Yes. Shadur staying? Yes. Okay. The three main stays on that team will be there next year. Okay, all right. It's going to be something interesting to watch and look at and everything. Uh, but uh, let's let's go back to this. Like, basically, you can think about the, the uh, I guess, the, we're looking at that top five again when it comes to college football. Like you say, the Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, or Ohio State and Texas. You know, with Georgia, about 20 of the uh, top recruits, 16 in Alabama, 16 in Oregon, 12 in Ohio State, and 12 in Texas. So, um, what, what about this right here? Uh, do you think, now, think about this right here. Um... Is Marvin Harrison Jr. gonna stay? I don't. I don't think his dad. When you got somebody in your corner like that who's been through it all, the business side he understands it. I don't think his dad will let him do it. It, it. I don't see the benefit of it. And just not even what your draft stock is. Yeah, that plays a part. But the coming back to to win them a win them a game against Michigan, coming back to win a Big Ten championship. Yes, it's. A, it's, it's something that you want. It's something that you went to that school for. I just don't think it changes much, you know? And with college football, we know how short-term they can be. Right. They'll forget about that Big Ten championship. Your name is already edged in Ohio State history. They're going to love you forever. Best wide receiver in the nation. Like, it's nothing. Go go get your money now. It's time. Don't get. Don't take the risk of being hurt. Don't take that risk of because your dream is. I don't even want to. Your dream wasn't to play for Ohio State. That's not where it might have been part of it, but that's not where it stopped. Get to the bingo. Why you you know football is a taxing sport. It takes a lot out of your body, and I'm not wishing nothing on them. But nobody knows what can happen in those first couple years. You, Aaron Rodgers, first play stepped onto the field this season was gone. Mm-hmm. So it's. I just I believe in taking advantage of the opportunities when it's there. When it's I, yeah. And it makes so much sense to me, man, because like you said, it's a small window and you got to get in where you fit in because it will close very fast. With this top recruiting class and everything that's up there, we see how high, you know, with Georgia being top rank and then uh, Ohio State coming in at number four and them not getting into that that, that big bowl game that like really matters. Do you think it's about, it's, it's about to flip? It's, and, and they're going to be up there and they're going to be able to stay up there this time? Going into the next uh, college football season? Um, I think they'll be, going into the season, I think they'll be ranked again as one of the top four teams just to start off the season. And they, Kirby Smart's built that thing right. Like, it's not, it's not a shiny, fast car. It's a reliable Honda. Mm-hmm. You know exactly, Dependable. You know exactly what Gas you're Gas simple. You know exactly what you're going to I'm get. still traveling. Yeah, it ain't a, it ain't a G-Wagon. It's just a Jeep. Next it, next gas station 200 miles away. You can just, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you can you know <laughs> what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get, man. Uh, McDonald's. You, you, know, <laughs> you know what you're going to get. We're going to play defense, and we're going to take care of the ball. That's it. And I think he realized that with Stetson Bennett. We don't need the, the, the five-star quarter. It's nice. It's great. But we could get it done with we have all those scholarships to them defensive guys. Just build you one, you know. Right, exactly. Okay, and I got you. Check this out. Man, Florida State won out, man. Florida State do not want to be in the ACC no more. They took and they won and lost the same exact day. Okay, now you need to tell me how you feel about Florida State, man, because you really can only play the people that's in your, you know, your your division and, and however that works. Uh, so, hey, they don't want to be around no more because they're like they're tired of basically missing opportunities to play the big game. You win and lose the same day. That's kind of bittersweet. So what you think about the state of mind of Florida State college football? I hate the, I hate the, 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 uh, what's, what's the, for? the stigma of ACC football. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't believe it's true. Clemson was in that playoffs, I want to say, four times already, and they play in the ACC. And that ACC conference is way was way weaker than what it is now. We're just playing way. You get what I'm. So y'all have more opportunities than what the Clemson Tigers had on those playoff runs. Cause you do have a Miami who's resurgent. You already do have Clemson. You got Carolina. You got Duke who's. Re- you you get. It's not the same ACC that. Yes, it's unfortunate what happened at the end of the season. That's not ACC. That's just the power of the SEC in Alabama. And unless you become Alabama. Ain't nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. So basically, how you feel? They need to just bite the bullet, just stick to what they're doing, keep bringing in strong recruits, strong players, keep to that game plan, and then and then make an even stronger stand next season. Yes. And just make it make it do what it do that way. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what you should do. Right. It's because that, they don't see it that way right, right now. Right now you're just throwing a hissy fit. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I understand you, but right now you're just throwing a hissy fit. Well, when you get your toe stepped on, it hurts. I understand, but. Suck it up and let's let's keep going, <laughs> y'all. And we y'all acting like y'all is it, is something that's happened. Y'all was just not good last year. I, I won't say y'all weren't good, but y'all was mediocre team, middle of the pack team just last year. This year, cool. Y'all did it. Y'all played right. Y'all y'all won y'all games. Cool. But y'all can't be. This what we this what we we understand this. Uh-huh. Y'all can't expect them to just be like okay. They have one good year. All the stuff that happened to y'all, too. They got to keep that in mind. We don't like it. They got to keep in mind y'all finna be running out. Y'all walk-on quarterback who don't even – he don't even practice. You know, y'all finna run him out there versus – Alabama, right? (laughs) What are we really? What are we doing? (laughs) Who? Who? who Also, SEC. They won the. They won the big one, knocking off the number one team. You gotta. I know it doesn't seem fair. I still said that they should have been in it, but it's it is what it is. Right. We understand why it happened. It's not the. ACC's. So basically, Florida State is pouting right now, and they need to be burped. You know what and I they, think? And they need to, and they need to get the diaper you changed. You know what I think? <laughs> they they understand that this was their last, this was their only shot. Okay, is their quarterback coming nope. com, coming back? Oh, Travis is super senior. Oh boy! So that that right there is probably why they taking you know <laughs> want to take their ball and go home so much because yeah. there's like this was our opportunity. That's what I'm saying. Y'all are acting like a team who don't believe y'all can be there again next year. Right? Yeah. I and, got you. And that's just from the outside looking in. And you know we love the eye test. From the outside looking in, y'all seem like a team who don't believe y'all can do the same thing next year. Exactly. I got you. Well, we definitely going to look and see. Now, you know the playoffs is coming as far as next year, right? So that's going to be different. So uh, you just kind of give me your intake on how things is going to kind of like pan out because we was talking earlier. It's going to be a situation where most of the stuff is going to go away. And it won't be, hey, these two good teams or even great teams are not I'm in not it. Gonna it. It's not going to be yeah, like that next time. So what you gonna, think? Um, so it's going to 12 teams. So I feel like all Power 5 conference champions will get in automatically. Um, I, honestly, I think the runner-ups from those conference championship games need to get in too. Not all of them. Now, if you know, if it's a repeat of like Iowa versus Michigan, they didn't know. But in a situation like Georgia and Alabama, yeah, that 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 losing that championship game should not eliminate me, especially if that's my one loss. You see what I'm exactly. Florida State, I cool. Y'all ain't look, Georgia got a they got an argument too now. Mm-hmm. They they got an argument. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. come on, man. Okay, cool. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make it do what it do and, and check this out and and keep a close eye on it, man. But like you said, with that with those signings, uh, those last second switches and those flips. Yeah, I think it's going to be another another Only great thing season. I'm scared of with the twelve thing. I'm scared they're going to be hesitant to bump up those smaller schools like they did this year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be more hesitant to bump up the James Madisons, the Liberty U's, all those who have been playing good football in our in bowl games. In our in bowl, I don't think they want to see them in the playoff just yet. Yeah, and then I know they definitely don't want a situation that it comes down to like it did this time, where they have to make a decision on a game, basically why it's going on, and make a decision right then and there, and then have to stick with what they make. Yeah, because I told you, um. Alabama gave them exactly what they wanted. They mm-hmm. wanted Alabama to beat Georgia. 
Florida State messed up their plans by winning that game against Louisville with a third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, check this out. Since we're on college sports, let's go to the college hoops, man. You know you're going to have to give me that update on how you feel about them UNC North Carolina Tar Heels, baby. Talk to me, man. They had two games we would like to discuss. One was against Kentucky and the other against Oklahoma. Tell me what you saw, how you saw it, and why it went that way. The Kentucky game, man, just tough. Just a tough break. Um couldn't couldn't get nothing going really offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, R.J. Davis doing this thing. I want to say he's top ten in scoring in the league in the nation right now at 21, 22 points a game. Um, he's doing his thing, man. But I, you know, I'm I might die on this hill. I still think our best chance to win is getting Armando Baycott rolling. Because mm-hmm. in this game he had nine and six, but only took four shots. I mean, why was that? It's it's that it's that playing outside in. Mm-hmm. We've went to that. We've gone outside in. Um, get up as many threes. Kind of, not, I don't want to say we're falling in love with threes. We do a lot of pick and roll heavy stuff. Um, drive kickouts. R.J. Davis create shots. That's a lot of what our offense is. Because uh, R.J. Davis is your offense. He's, he's our shot maker. <laughs> right. He's our shot maker. I, I don't. The thing is, I don't agree with the quantity of shots. I think he's looking at. Let me get my shots up and not the quality of them. Um, 18, he's taken 18 shots a game for the past, like, four or five of these things. Right. And when it's, it's just not allowing nobody else to get into any type of scoring rhythm. Um, we Like I said, we do put up a lot of threes now, in my opinion. Just 24 on a team where it's not our strong suit. Like, we don't have – the greatest of three-point shooters. I like what we do have. That's the thing. I like what we do have. Um, it's just days, games like this where it, the ball is stagnant in RJ's hands and he's not creating for everybody else because we only had 12 assists this whole game mm-hmm. on 57 shots attempts on 27, only 12 assists. That's not, that just shows y'all not moving the ball. It, it's, it's getting stuck. People are dribbling, trying to create for themselves instead of creating for the team. Um, so when when you think about that and what you said and how the ball stopping and everything is never good in anybody's offense, especially when you're talking about the game of basketball. I, I need to know how much of this falls on the shoulders of Hubert Davis, man, because when they took in when they when they lost this game, Calipari was like they're finding for a type caliber team. That could have been uh just uh professional uh coach friendliness. Because it may be so, but uh, Kentucky beat North Carolina, and that came from the Kentucky coach. How much of this is maybe you need to shake up the lineup? Maybe you need to get out of that iron five mentality. Maybe you need to go deeper into your bench. Maybe you need to take and reinvent some part of the wheel, but not all of it, man, so you can utilize everything that you have, man. Because, listen, when you come to UNC and basketball, we want to win. It's, it's the same thing as Lakers fan base. You know, we're – we're we're one of those we got spoiled by greatness. We we're used to greatness. We're even if you people like to bash UNC for not putting out great NBA talent. It's not what are we fans of the I'm a fan of North Carolina. I'm not a fan of him leaving and getting drafted by the Nets. Now I'm a guy. No, it don't work like that. See y'all benefit Dukies. Y'all scream all this stuff cuz y'all y'all players don't stay. Y'all, they only there for a year, so y'all can't have them. As, y'all don't grow attached to them as Carolina fans do. Our players be around forever, <laughs> forever. It, it ain't just one and done. They be here, they hold. They actually go to school, get degrees, and you know, right? Like, no, it's different. So, like, we love them for what they do at Carolina. Cool, we gonna root for you in the NBA. We gonna hope you succeed, unless you come to the Lakers. I ain't cheering for you like that. <laughs> it's just the it's just the reality. <laughs> right, right. Um, but back to they um it's it's things rotation wise, I do agree. Um because you got players like Zayden High who has a high ceiling for us, especially as a big bear. And that's what we kinda need when we take out when we take out Baycott, things like that, it can change the game. You put in you go two bigs instead of the four and one type thing that everybody's been playing lately. It changes up. We might have dominated boards, got more opportunities. He's a he's a high energy crash the rim type guy. Mm-hmm. Create those more opportunities. Our leader rebounder was R. J. Davis. That's not something you 
look for, you know, that's not something you want to be happening. Right. Okay, cool. Now, with that one, they took and they lost, okay? But with Oklahoma, they won. So, you tell me, what was the adjustments in that game? Because, you know, uh, Baycott, he, 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 he did his thing and everything. He had 14 points, Ingram 11. Uh, and then you had RJ, he had his 23, which has been leading score all season long. Uh, so UNC beat Oklahoma 81 to 69. So you tell me what changed or what, um, I guess, what adjustments was made on that go round? Um, it got, got back to UNC basketball. Uh, it's really because it's same thing happened with rotation. He did take out Cadeau. Uh, a little bit more. He spent that time between Elliott and Steph Trimble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zane Ha got 10 more minutes versus playing one minute in the past game. Yeah, I scratched game my head on that one with one minute. Game mm-hmm. with three boards. Um, and it just looked like we had a better shooting night. Uh, better shooting night. And it looked like we dominated on both. No, we lost rebounding. I just, I really don't know. It's just like everybody made better shots. Uh, the ball looked like it moved around a lot more. RJ still got his 18 shots. Yeah, now we now listen. So I'm, I'm I'm looking at this game, and uh, we can't be one sided with it. You know, you know, UNC for life. We love them. We just we just love you know Carolina sports. Period. All the teams that's around, but Oklahoma's a turnover machine. Yeah. Okay. And and UNC was able to capitalize on that. And and, and like you said, UNC never took, and they never did have to take and dog fight their way back into it. So it wasn't like they was down and they had to take and uh, work their tails off to get back. So was it was it was it really uh, any Improvement, or is kind of like Oklahoma kind of lost this game. I think they they just lost it. Mm-hmm. You can't twenty to nine turnover battle is is hard, and that's that's why it's looking like they made a couple more shots. The field goal percentages wasn't great at by any means, but it looks like they got a couple more easier shots at the basket, and that's probably due to transition. Yeah, because this is Oklahoma. UNC gave Oklahoma their first loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and that's cool. So, it, but it seems like to me with uh, UNC being at eight and three, uh, UNC is a little bit more battle tested. Yeah, we've had some tough games. We played some tough people early on in the season. Um, we got one cupcake game coming up against Charleston, Charleston Southern, I believe, um, and then it kicks off ACC play with Pitt, and then right after that we got Clemson, who's looking great with uh, being led by PJ Hall. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about to it's about to pick up, but I do like the fact that we got some of these early games in, even that Villanova game, um, UConn. Like we we got tested against some of the better teams in the nation already going into this conference play streak. Absolutely. And we're going to go over just a couple more games before we move on to the next segment. Now, now let's not forget about this Kansas-Indiana game. Kansas put up 75, uh, and they beat Indiana 75-71. Now, you know it's a high tier when it comes to Kansas basketball. Uh, they come to ball every time they hit the hit the court. So how you feel about they play, man? No, nah, they're one of the best teams in the nation, too. Um, just being led by a straight – they got bet leaders on that team. Um I can't think of his name, but that point guard has been around. He was there for that championship run. Um, Hunter Dickinson, the transfer from Michigan, has been around for a little while. One of the best players in the nation, big man. Jackson um, and McCollum. Like they, they, and then you got uh, Bill Self out there, great coach. Just the culture. Um, then you know that home place is right up there with Cameron Indoor. Like, right, it, it goes down. Uh, just, you know, once you built that culture, it's kind of easy to keep it going. And it don't hurt that four of their five starters was in double figures that game. That don't hurt at all. No. <laughs> that means everybody was clicking on, on all cylinders. And this is the final game we're going to go over to before we move on. And you took and you had number one Purdue against uh, Arizona. Purdue had 92. Arizona had 84. And Purdue was sitting at 10 and 1. Yeah. Uh,. I think they just got bumped up to the number one team in the nation after that win. Um, that's a good win, too, because Arizona's been playing lights out. Uh, that, that combination of Caleb Love and Kylan Boswell out there, I just love it. Right. And I'm, I'm happy for Caleb to be – it looks like he's enjoying the game again. Mm-hmm. He's back to enjoying playing basketball, get away from all the distractions and off-the-court things that was going on in, um, in um, Chapel Hill. Um, and on the Purdue side – Again, led by a, a, a guy who's been around, I want to say, four or five years already, Zach Eady. He's won a National Player of the Year award. Um, then you got Smith. He, they, yes. And Lawyer. They're, they're a nice team, man. They're a good team. And I got a good 
well balanced team. Right. It's not it's not a one man show out there. They move that ball. They play. You know, they play the basketball the right way. Right. Yeah. And like you say, these these are are uh, college uh, basketball teams that have a, a good system, a, a good history, uh, and they, they build you know good players, man. And and that's that high quality basketball that we want to see all the way around. So we're gonna continue to keep our eye on it and keep all y'all out there updated. Hey, you know what's next? We moving on to this, baby. The NBA, man. We got five games just slated for December the 25th. But before we even get to those games and chop it up for you on what you need to see and keep your eye out for, hey, John Morant done made a return after a little bit, uh, after a 25-game absent. You go ahead and post that up, and you tell me how you feel about that thing, John Morant, back on the floor. And they won that game on a last-second shooter looter. It's a parade inside my city, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that I just know that whole organization locker room fan they're excited man it's a different feel when he's on the court and you can see it you can see it in that game man it's a different energy that he brings to that it's like they the confidence automatically changes when he's on the floor mm-hmm. they know they got a chance to win any game um, mm-hmm. I want to say that 2-0 since he just came back uh he was kind of gassed that first game, man, but he was able to pull it off. He said, at the end of the game, he told him, he said, uh, he told him, uh, Desmond Bain, bro, take the shot. Like, Desmond, come get the ball. Desmond Bain, like, nah, man. <laughs> we say, you've been gone for 25 games. We need you to go you ahead. You better go ahead and take, take this off. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, it's, it's a great game for him. I want to say he ended with 34. Mm-hmm. Um, great game for him, man. I'm happy to see him back. Got right back to Gertian. Yeah. <laughs> so do do um um so tell me now then with with from being back, okay, it's kinda like a, a, a new uh a rejuvenation right there. Uh they got basically their leading score and probably their most prolific player to even watch play the game. Where they gonna go from now because they got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, it's tough. Uh y'all are the third worst team in in the league. Fourth worst team in the league, I'm sorry. Um it, it <laughs> It's hard to think that y'all make up this much ground because we already know how basketball works. Mm-hmm. You can get caught slipping by anybody already. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all team isn't – We, I think not having y'all exposed how good you guys actually are, and I don't think one guy fixes that problem. And I don't care how good John Murray is. I just don't think one guy fixes that problem. Um, but they made such a run, man. They made a lot of noise last year. Yeah. Uh, it was – Jared, Jared Jackson's not playing the same brand of defense he played that year. Yeah. Um, they had Desmond Bain, who was catching people off guard. They didn't expect him to be scoring. And then you got – they had John for a full season, uh, a big vocal point of that. And it's just coming in, what they had – they had already played 25 games. It's, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. It's going to be hard to, to build that back up, man. And okay. You, you're in the West – with a lot of teams getting better around you. Mm-hmm. So it, I just think it's going to be hard. And plus you you had a little bit of that um, playoff-type atmosphere and experience with that in-season tournament, man. Kind of missed all of that. Yeah. And plus, you know, even though as great as John Moran is, he's going to have to get back into basketball shape. Okay, cool. Well, listen, what about this little section right here? Uh, Zion's contract. Uh, I... I, I I guess you can kind of say it's up for grabs, bro. Because now his last three years is no longer guaranteed. Uh, what's going on with the complacency, at least from the outside in and what we see, of Zion and his reaction to everything that's going on around him, man? What, he throwing up his, his hands in the air? He giving up? He throwing the white flag? I'm not sure what's going on, man. But just the reports that's coming out is, is not good. It's not a good look, um, especially if that's supposed to be your – cornerstone guy for your franchise um having these problems is not a good and it's not even okay he they they, it's not guaranteed because he didn't play enough games okay understood you're back now they're asking you to do things like change your diet do do things like that you should want to do things like that they shouldn't have to even ask you honestly um and you guys have a good team right now it's not like you're playing for the uh portland trailblazers you're not is you have a good team right now Buy in completely and do what you have to do to be the guy that they needed you to be. They they expected you to be when they drafted you. The success John Moran is having in Memphis is what we all expected from Zion. It was clear one and two when they came out. It wasn't even close. Everybody knew Zion was no one. He was the number one player in that draft. 
you've got surpassed, and it's not just by giant people. It's, it's people in that class who's doing their thing. You've got to step up, and that's just what it is, man. Yeah, and I just take and I really don't fully understand the lack of motivation, though, man. You know, because like you say, they do have a great team. Brandon Ingram, he's 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 playing very very well right now, and it's, it's like you say, and him missing so much time. Uh, I just I'm not really grasping the whole fact on why you just not ready to commit to that, you know? So I guess we're going to have to definitely like keep our eye on it and kind of figure out uh, what's next. Because if this doesn't work out, then do you think anybody else is willing to pick up, pick them up? Especially if it's a situation where um, the things that they're saying that he needs to work on is going to affect his performance on the court. And that's what we look at. Yeah. uh, He'll get picked up again. It's just what, what role would you be comfortable in? Because I don't think nobody picks you up now to be that number one guy. I think you'll get picked up by a team who who thinks they need one more guy, like a like a New York type situation. You know, um, Jalen Brunson will still be that guy out there. They just you, they feel like we need one more guy. Atlanta, Trey Young is still Trey Young's show, but we need. One more guy. Can you come here and rebound and rim run for trade? Like that's I feel like that's the kind of questions that you'll be asked now. Not can you come lead this team to a no, nah, can you come uh help this guy? So it's gonna it looked to me like it might be a, a a second stream type situation, man. I'm talking about dropping out of the starting lineup and everything or whatever, and then we see you on relief minutes. It's just sad that it fell that far, you know? I figured that once he had came back, he would have came back race ready. He's like, I'm ready to get it on and burn the road up. He still showed flashes. He showed flashes, but it's just But flashes don't cook yeah, no meat. You ain't changing you ain't you ain't changing your game. You ain't trying to evolve your game. You're just trying to base it off that athleticism and size and now your size is becoming the problem. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, even coming in, man, when he first came out of college and everything or whatever and Duke and stuff, he's taking he, he his MO was bully ball. And like you said, you can see, even if he wanted to keep that up, he wasn't going to be able to keep the size up. Yeah, no. He was going to have to slim down in order to take and get the wedge it up in there and get it like he needed to get it. Yeah, it, it was going to have to become more. It was going to have to become more muscle, and that takes with your body, with his body size, that takes a lot of dedication. It is not just going to the gym. It's the way you eat, the way you move. You, you 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 walk. You take the stairs instead of the elevator. Like yeah, and, and and I don't know, man. I'm just taking. You know, I'm on the outside looking in. But when I look at this situation, and I'm making millions of dollars, and I'm getting paid, I'm getting paid to play the game I love. I'm hiring somebody as my chef. I'm hiring somebody as my personal trainer. I'm hiring somebody to wake me up in the morning and tell me what time I need to go to sleep at night. So when I get out there, I can keep making these millions because he'll never make a max. Yeah, you know I what I mean? I don't think so. He has that in his corner. I don't think he has nobody in his corner. I think he has. And then I also think it's a mixture of the city he went to. I don't think they really did their research on what type of person Zion is. Um, we, we, we all know he loves to eat. Mm-hmm. That's clear. And he's not good eating. And he's out there in, in the Cajun capital of the world, probably eating fried alligators and iguanas. <laughs> Salt and pepper, baby. You know, he's eating iguana and grits. That's yeah. like, gumbo. Like, he eating good. Like, Crawfish. He ain't seafood boiled. Like, he's yeah. going crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, and I'm pretty sure it's a great nightlife out there for him, too. He's young, number one pick, lots of money coming from. It is a vast change coming from Duke to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Now you got that New Orleans, baby. You know? Right, yeah, exactly. You out there on uh, Mardi Gras Street, whatever, you know, yeah. throwing beads instead of getting up shots. I would just hate, I would just hate to see him uh, throw his uh, career away. And people are trying to warn him. Right. They're trying to warn him. Yeah. But it's... He's going he to have to make a decision. you got to make the choice for yourself. Yeah, and it's going to have to be pretty quick. Okay, how about these games we need our listeners to watch, baby? We got five games slated. Let's chop it up and see how you feel about them, okay? First game up, you got them Bucks, them Milwaukee Bucks, playing them New York Knicks. All right, you know, the Knicks who we thought they were, okay? You know, you got R.J. Barrett, you know, he said about Jalen Brunson and everything. You know, you, you got that uh, situation that's going on there with Julius Randle. So, you, 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 you know what? Tibbs is doing. We, we, we got what they're going with it. But I think even more so, what about Giannis, man, and and, and how uh, Dame Leonard is working? And what what you think about this game and what we need to look for? Uh, Dame and Giannis are starting to look better together. It's, it's starting to look like they've 
got some chemistry that um some cohesiveness down. Like they're starting to learn how to play with each other and make it work. Chris Middleton's looking like he's off that minute restriction now. He's playing more. Um we all know what they are. We know what they are. Uh, Giannis is going to do Giannis. Dame is he's going to give you something. He's going to give you something. Not a lot of bad games. You know, not a lot of off nights for Dame. Um, it'll be what the rest of these guys can do. Can Brooke still be Splash Mountain and give you two and a half, three blocks a game? Can um, you find somebody off the bench? Bobby Portis have a resurgence of what he did on that championship run. Uh, can Marshawn Bouchamp take that next step? When you talk about Bobby Portis, man, I mean, I think he's been including in trade rumors right now. Because I honestly think it's because of that. He called them out at early in early in the season. Listen, let's, let's let's time out for a second, okay? Let's do a, let, let's do a TV timeout. So, first of all, you getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport. Okay, it's, and so it's a that game at the end it's of the day. a game at the end of the day, but it's but all of a sudden can't nobody take no uh, constructive criticism oh, no. or passionate type situations. These, I think the NBA is the softest it's ever been. These was a bunch of I'm taking my ball and going home oh, type guys. Goodness. You can't do that, man. Back you can't do that. It was a bunch of it was a bunch of them back in the day. That's just the way I. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it, cause ain't no way my teammate telling me he want to win. That's basically what he's coming and telling y'all, regardless of how he's saying it. Mm-hmm. As long as he ain't disrespect you as a man, he coming and saying he want to win more games, and he know we can win more games, and y'all mad, right? That don't make sense to me. at all. And he was a key part of that championship run, so I think he has some say in what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, y'all should be looking for him to say something. Ain't nobody else doing it, right? Right. It, it's just, and I'm not sure that's why. He's included in trade rumors, but I don't see any other reason why because Bobby Portis is a great six-man for any team. Any team would hope they had a Bobby Portis coming off their bench who was fine with coming off the bench. He, he ain't brought up no problems about coming off that bench. Right. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. What's the issue? Sounds like some feelings was hurt. All right, do you do you look at an upset in this game, man? Who you got winning this game? Do you think Nick's going to find a way or you think the Bucks is going to do what they need to do? And who needs this game more? Um... Knicks always need the games more. <laughs> because just they fan base, we already know they lose the second game of the season, the Knicks ready to burn down Madison Square Garden. Spike all upset. You know, uh, can't make another movie because he can't concentrate. That's that's their problem. They need to keep Spike from they need to put him up in the box. Yeah. Let him watch it from the box. Get off the floor. Because you you be costing us games. <laughs> I'm glad you, I remember the Hornets played the Miami Heat and D-Wade went crazy because it was a crazy man on the sideline kept talking. I'm glad I ain't never seen him on the sideline again. Exactly. But yeah, you need to do the same, y'all need to do the same thing with Spike, man. Get him, get, get him a booth. Pay for his booth. Right. To make sure... You know the way if he go in the arena, he'll be able to see you. Them, them bifles. He'll be able to see you. Man, so go it, ahead, it, go it, upstairs. We'll even put your glasses prescription on the booth window. Yeah. Whatever you need to happen. And there you go. Stay away from the court. Surround sound. Stay food free. All you can eat popcorn. What's your favorite beer, Spike? <laughs> cool. So who you got winning it? Oh, I'm gonna go Bucks. Um, I just, <clears throat> I just think they're still a couple. They're a couple pieces ahead of the Knicks. Um, Becky Heyman did say it perfect. If if your small guy isn't Steph Curry, and he's your number one, it's gonna be hard to win. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to win, and I don't see why that made so many people upset. Uh-huh. It's, it's proven. It's not. It's never been a small man's league, right? It's not that. Like I don't know. I really don't know why that made everybody upset. Uh, Kendrick, you know better than saying Jalen Brunson is that type of guy. <laughs> I'm just like, y'all, y'all he just was trying to figure out something to say. Y'all know better. And we're not saying he's not a good player. Right. He's not a good player. He is their one. Mm-hmm. He, he is their dude. What we're saying is he can't be that dude on a championship team. Right. It's not going to work unless he becomes Steph Curry overnight. Not going to be and able to then, do it. Even then, you need a team of... Other, you need Clay Thompson's. You need a Draymond Green. You need those Andrew Bogut. Right. You ain't got none of that. Mitchell Robinson hurt again. <laughs> Julius Randle. He don't focus on nothing but shooting fadeaways from the top of the key. Uh, R.J. Barrett. He he he's 
Man, he's still suffering from Zion Duke hangover. He forgot that Zion and Cam ain't on the team no more to help him out. Right. He don't forgot how to put the ball in the basket. You got Thibodeau. Thibodeau don't even know nothing about offensive basketball. All he knows is put your hands up. The, the Knicks, I'm surprised they just, I'm surprised they're as good as they are, honestly. Y'all, y'all, y'all got that, but it is. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Right, exactly. All right, give me a score on that one. I'm a, I'm a go. 126 104. All right, that's cool. Now, listen, this next game that we got slated for the day uh, the Warriors and the Nuggets. Now, first of all, the Warriors have started to win a couple of games again since somebody got suspended. All right, I don't have to say who that somebody was. But Steph Curry looked a little bit, he looked a little bit more happy. They don't have to buy, worry about losing a game on a technical foul at a very critical moment in the game. It's not a distraction on the floor. And it's been a resurgence here lately, Clay Thompson. I'll oh, let to see it. Okay. So here we go. We got them go to state warriors against them Denver Nuggets, baby. Talk to me. Oh, they're gonna lose. <laughs> Did all of that. <laughs> they gonna lose. They gonna lose. I, I, I'm still happy that I'm still happy for them boys. Right. You know, they used to call me little clay back in the day. Uh, I, I didn't shoot good enough to be stiff. I got you, I got you. <laughs> um, Just not yeah, enough firepower, too young, and they still got Steve Kerr coaching the team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's you don't like Steve Kerr, man. <laughs> Listen, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna say it and not back it up. This is the reason why he inherited that team. That's Mark Jackson's team. Okay, I'm gonna tell you exactly how it is. That is Mark Jackson's team. All those championships, the same thing too. He took and Steve Kerr was able to have enough people around him to coordinate that talent, and they was able to get hot enough to win what they won. But I'll, I'll give you that. He came when they was already developed. He didn't develop those players. Right. But what I will give him credit for, they weren't playing that style of basketball before he got there. That moving the ball around, Steph running off 15 screens. They He did do something as far as implementing that offensive scheme. Now, you did inherit some great players to make that scheme possible. But I will give him credit for changing that, bringing it back to – our best player doesn't even need the ball. A lot of people won't even realize that. A lot of teams won't even be able to come to that conclusion because they already would have bring the ball up and you can shoot from wherever you want. Sometimes he was take the ball out of his hands, run around a little bit. Then we're going to get you the perfect shot. You can make any shot. Is can How can we get you the easy ones? Now, I give him credit for that. I'm not taking away nothing you said. He definitely inherited that team. And I always my takeaway from that is why Mark Jackson don't have a job. Yeah. That's yeah. always what I think about when it comes to that whole situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, and that is true because he deserved to have one. He deserved to be a head coach somewhere in the got NBA. Steve Clifford in the NBA coaching. You can't tell me Mark Jackson don't deserve it. On multiple teams. Whoever, uh, what's his name? He was coached by the Suns and got fired. Monty, no. Monty, Monty Williams. Williams. He need to be gone. Mm-hmm. Whatever he doing up there in Detroit is pathetic. Mm-hmm. That, that don't, I can coach better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chauncey Billups need to be gone. I could go down the list. We already said Steve Clifford. Uh, uh, whoever coaching the Hawks need to be gone. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe listen, maybe the right job just had came up. Maybe people was talking to him, but it ain't happened yet. Mark, take any job. Yeah, but <laughs> like you say, but it, that's going to be a podcast for another day as well. The head coaches and who needs to be and who not need to be. Okay, that's fine. Warriors Nuggets, give me a score. Uh, I'm gonna go Nuggets 110, Warriors 97. Okay, and I need to know is is a, a Jokic is he gonna have a triple double, a double double, or a single double? No, I think he gonna he gonna go for about thirty and fifteen. Thirty. And 15. I don't know what the fifteen gonna be. Point. I mean rebounds or assists, but he gonna go for like thirty and fifteen. I love it. Okay, third game slated to play, and you know I'm gonna have to I'm, I'm gonna give the rings to you. You have them Boston Celtics against your Los Angeles Lakers. Take it away. I need to know what to expect, when, where, and how, because this is a couple of things I need to mention on this one. Because the Lakers ain't ain't won nothing since the in season tournament championship, NBA Cup. 
MVP LeBron James. They ain't won nothing since the, the Bulls beat them. The Spurs beat us. Yeah, oh, yeah. And was that not the first game, the first game. after the in-season tournament? And that was a double-digit loss to the Spurs. <laughs> Talk to me. We still um, on Wimby Watch, though. But go ahead. Celtics um, Lakers. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I know. We got some IBs somewhere around here. Ibuprofens and some. You already they, got water. Tylenol, maybe? They just make me so <laughs> mad, man. Um, we know what, and it's a tough matchup for us, too, man. We know what the Celtics can do to you. Uh, and probably what they they probably got this thing circled, you know. They, Absolutely, they do. They Absolutely, they do. Cause it's a chance for yeah. We really here East meet West. We really here now. We playing Brian the goat goat. We we here now. We the goat team. I think like yeah. Boston Celtics the hottest team in the NBA right now, and they got the best roster. Like I don't see how anybody could even argue with that. They mm-hmm. have the best roster from up to from top to bottom. Yeah, no um, argument for me here. There, no um, argument. You're right. Is we're gonna have to. I'm gonna pick my Lakers. Really? I don't know. Like out of out of just just hope and prayer. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> now, now I need the reason why. You you said hope and prayer is what's gonna get them there. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Cause God did. <laughs> Okay, man. Go ahead and chop it up for me, dude. No, honestly, I just think I just think um, we're not going to settle for this four-game losing streak. And and, and, and against the Boston against Celtics the Boston. is where it's going to oh, stop. No, we, 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 we got a game Saturday. We got a game Saturday against the Thunder. We're oh. going to fix the, okay. the winning streak All against right. the Thunder. And then we're going to come in here uh, on a noon streak. <laughs> and we're going we gonna to get it done. Okay. We're going to get it done. AD going gonna to give us a 30-15 game. Brian going to give us like 25-8-7. and seven. And we're going to win by three. All right, cool. Now, check this out. Uh, looking at the lineup and everything, because this makes me interesting talk. First of all, Frank Vogel gave him that bubble win, and the Lakers fired him. Out of there. Darvin Ham done fell in love with Cam Reddish. Done put Austin Reeves on the bench. And he said, I'm sticking with the lineup, and this is what we're going to do. But I don't still don't think he got an explanation on why they done lost four games in a row. There's no reason why, especially when three of those teams, Spurs, Knicks, Bulls. Right. All them teams is, is we just talked about the Knicks, mm-hmm. and the, the other two, do we even need to speak on them? Not really. They don't even know how to pass. <laughs> they missing a seven-foot dude running down the middle of the court. They don't even know how to play basketball mm-hmm. in San Antonio, if you ask me. <laughs> y'all blind. All y'all need them, uh, where are the glasses? Them goggles, baby. Yeah, them y'all goggles. Need, y'all need to put them things on because y'all tripping. But um, there's no explanation for losing these games other than Y'all coming off that end-season tournament hangover took a little bit of, you know, eased up off the gas a little bit. Eased up off the gas. I think they totally let up, put it in park, and was looking for a hybrid. Yeah, this this bad. Okay, they I'm talking charging. about electrical vehicles just still charging. They were charging their Tesla. Yes. <laughs> well, I hope it better be 100% charged by Monday. <laughs> they done already mapped it out. Yeah, y'all, y'all better okay. be, it better be on auto drive by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? Well, g- give me a score for this game because this is interesting to me. What's this score going to be? I'm going to go 113-110. Woo, that's going to be a close one. Overtime? Nah, we're going to get it done off of Jason Tatum missing in, in uh, regulation. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I love it. How about this next matchup, man? Game four of five. 76ers and the Heat. You got Joel B smoking red hot. 40 and 10 average, uh, putting up 50 piece buckets of chicken. And then you got Jimmy Butler, the blue collar of the NBA. Talk to me, 76ers and them heat. Um, now, this one, I think it might catch you off guard too. I think the Heat pull this game out. Really? Yes. You know, Jimmy Butler likes to upset people. <laughs> And what other day is better than to upset and ruin everybody's day than on Christmas? Uh huh. You can be the real life Grinch. <laughs> so, so what you're really asking is, all right, Tyrese uh, Maxey has been playing lights out. Uh, Joel Embiid, 
He taking, you know, he's a walking double, double, he triple, double. He's scoring. I'll just see. Yeah, then you got, you know, uh, Tobias Harris, you know. I mean, hey, you know, he kind of been adding to it, kind of making a, a semi-trio. Uh, but you said uh, uh, Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler and them blue-collar workers down there. They're going to they gonna, it, gonna make it happen? Yeah. Okay. Gonna mess them up. Yeah, we're going to have a big sighting from Jimmy. What's, what's, what's your boy named Jaquez Jr.? Jaquez. Hami. Right. Hami going to be a problem. Who guarding Hami? <laughs> Who guarding Hami? And then I'm still waiting for Tyler Hero to get back to... Come on, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he's taking... Um, he, he's uh, he's uh, uh, recovering from something. Yeah, he's recovering. He's been bouncing back from, you know, mm. playing, not playing. Um, they need you, though. They definitely need him out there. Um, I, he was out there against the Hawks in their last game. Gave him 30. You see? There you go. Hold on now, but I don't see changing my thing. Jimmy Butler didn't play last game, so I don't know if he playing this game. I was I would find it hard to believe that he don't. I'm scared. I'm because this you know, you know, when it comes to this particular day, this time of the year and what's going on, I don't see why he, he wouldn't it may, do you know how many people is gonna be watching this game? Okay. You know what I mean? Never mind, I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna go Miami Heat, one twenty, seventy six is one twelve. These are pretty tight games, man. I'm I'm trying to tell you. Okay, that's fine. All right, and the, to round out the the, uh, the five of five, uh, the last game of the day uh, uh, will be the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Sun. Now is Bradley Bill back yet? He's still working on some things. I think he's still working on some. Still things. working on some things. Okay, you got Luca, and then you got Kyrie. I, I still think he's out right now. Okay, so Luca. Uh, you know, he can't do it by himself all the time, but you you love Lively. You still got Tim Hardaway Jr. out there, okay? And then you don't forget about Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Yeah, and this a, uh, you know, Devin Booker and Luka Doncic got some underlying beef going on, some sports beef. You uh-huh. know, get chippy every time they play. <laughs> uh, and I, I just think that's why we're going to have a great game tonight, though, because these are two people who, I, I don't say they dislike each other, but on the court, it is they're really dog eat dog and forget you. It's like, gonna get chippy. It's, it's gonna get chippy. Right. They, they like to talk to each other. They like to play a little more physical when they play each other. Um, I think Luca gonna have his forty point triple double type game, but I just think he falls short because KD and Booker also have they gonna have thirty point games too. Right. I just think that's the the problem when you face this Suns team, especially not having your second option out there in a Kyrie Irving. So you don't see a sleeper, somebody just really coming up uh, on uh, on Dallas' side and everything that's going to say, "Hey, uh, uh, Kyrie is out right now. It's time. For, it's me. It's my time to shine, and maybe I can get more minutes or push up into that starting lineup." You don't. You don't see anybody on that roster right now. Um, they could could possibly get that done. Oh, by think, committee. It's going to be by committee. I think they're just thin. Um, now somebody who I think can change. A lot is if Steph Curry can get that shot rolling. Listen, and that's I like Steph Curry. All right, now, now when, when you think about him and everything, uh, uh, he's taking he's a rhythm shooter. But man, once he gets hot, because he did his thing in Brooklyn. Yeah, he when, when he was with the Nets and everything, man, he was starting a little bit and everything. He was coming off the bench some, but they was relying on him to give them fifteen to eighteen Luka points. Luca loved him when he was in Dallas for that first stint. Right, he right. loved him. Um, it's just, and I think now is the perfect time to try to get him on the floor. Mix it in with Luca, Tim Hart. It'll be a it'll be a change of pace if you take out Tim and put in a Seth. Take out Seth, put in a Tim. Have them all on the court. You know, exactly. it'll be a change of pace. You can do a lot more with it. Uh, I see that. Um, I think Josh Green is still dealing with an injury, and it, it's just in that guard position. I just think they're not. They don't have that that guy waiting in the. That's cool. Shadows. All right, give me give give me a uh, give me a a score for that one. Mavs Suns. Um, I'm gonna go Suns. One twenty eight. Mavs one fourteen. All right, that'll work. Cool. We done talked about it, people. All right. Listen, now you know once they be in play, we're going to talk to you about them, the results. But it's a must-watch TV, baby. Okay? Five of five. Hey, D, what you think about it, baby? Did you like what it happened and when it did it? Yeah, man. I liked it. All right. Listen, we would like to thank everybody, everyone for listening today. Please join us again, or join us again on our next podcast episode of Donald and Donald podcast double d baby and we're coming to you straight off script 
people. And remember, please, please remember to drink your water. And don't forget to stretch. And don't worry about when. Just know that your win is coming. Yeah, 100% on that thing. Listen, we'll see all of y'all next episode. Don't miss it. Double D.